Hey guys, this is Blind Guy Talks Tech. I'm Stephen Scott. The new podcast coming soon on the internet. Uh, yes, we are indeed on the internet. It's a new world. Sean and Tim are here. Uh, yeah. Hello. This whole internet thing seems to amaze you every week. It just I like fascinates it. me. You know, I've never, I've never been. I mean, I've, I know that the shows I've done have got themselves to the internet. Yes, for the last they have. 15, it's a bit, it's a bit 20 like, years. Do you know what it's like? It's like being in a city and never visiting the ocean. And now I'm at the ocean thinking, this is actually quite nice. I've heard people talk about it. It seems quite nice. I mean, there's a few shouty people here. There usually is near the ocean because you know, the ocean's quite loud, I guess. So, you know, people need to speak up a bit more. Um, uh, you know, so <laughs> fair enough. I get all, all that. Alrighty then. Okay. And a funny smell of fish. Welcome to the oh. internet. Okay. Thanks for all the fish. I'm sure that's a podcast name. I'm sure we're going to get in trouble for you saying that. Uh, Yes, so what we're doing is we're just getting together really this month just to kind of, you know, get together a couple of times uh, to to just chew the fat a little bit. We're going to start the podcast proper on January 10th, but I didn't want to leave you hanging with nothing from us. Uh, You know, I know we left you from Tech Talk and, you know, we've been off the show now for a couple of weeks. Uh, I, I must admit, guys, I am missing it. I have to say that because, you know, I don't have to say it. I'm saying it because uh, I want to say it. No one's holding a gun to my head here. I can say what I want uh, within apparent oh, reason. Calm down. Uh, <laughs> well, we have to check in with Twitter later to see what they think. If, uh, if there's yes. a hashtag cancel Stephen, then we know that it's all over. But um, no, I, I uh, you know, I'm missing the show. I am. And, you know, I'm missing you guys and your, your contributions. I hope that if you've found us here you will contribute to our show. We'll get an email address up and running once we get Sean to figure out the password to that email account. Yes. Uh, then we, we can get in and we can... So there'll I'm never sh- be an email There'll never be able to hear from anybody ever again. I see. We're sure it was just password. I'm sure. If you tried password with, with lowercase and also with an uppercase P? Ah, oh, no, that's probably it. And yes. five for S's. No, that was it, yeah. Oh, no, okay. no, I wouldn't have done that. That's far too complicated. <laughs> Stick one, two, three at the end if you're stuck. Um, you never get that now. Sometimes you go into a website and, and nowadays I'm finding these companies, certain company websites, certain, you know, things if you're, if you're signing up and it says put a password in, it complains that your password's just not suitable. Yeah, it's not strong enough, not long enough, not enough symbols, not enough whatever, numbers. It's a nightmare now. It's like I've given you three words and, you know, the beginning of pi with an exclamation mark <laughs> at the end and you're still saying no. <laughs> Ah, just take a sample of my blood. Just DNA, let me in. Well, this is the thing that irritates me, right? Because you have to have a password. Oh, another thing. Hang on. Hold on to your seatbelts. Here we go again. And you should just have called this and another thing. I mean, that's basically <laughs> what uh-huh. this is, right? And another thing. Uh, you, you go onto the website and the, and the password's there, and then it says to you, do you want to use Touch ID or Face ID? If you're on the phone, right? The problem is that only works on the devices with the Touch ID and the Face ID. You still have got to remember the password. Because as soon as you go to another device, mm. Apple mm. TV's classic for this, actually. You oh, know, terrible, yeah. Because you think to yourself, oh, well, it's all in the Apple world, right? But it doesn't make any difference. And actually, the simplest <laughs> way to do this would be for every single password, no matter what the device is. I, I'm coming up with solutions here, guys. This is gold. Hope, I hope this thing's recording. Because um, this is absolute gold. <laughs> what you do is, anytime you enter a password, or not even enter a password, even just click on the field to put a password in, your phone says, oi, I've got your password. Do you, want, do you want me to put it in? And then just does it. And then that's it. Job done. So, well done. Apple, well Google, done. get on with it. Fix wow. it. 
It's yes. a shame that no one's ever thought of something to have a single one password or a keychain of passwords oh. that would store such things for oh. you to do that. But that Stephen. wouldn't work on an Apple TV, would it? Yes, I put my password in on my Apple TV using my iPhone all the time. Ah, but you had to type it in. No, I don't, because it's saved in my Apple keychain, or if I was using something like 1Password or something. He opens the keyboard on your iPhone, is that what you're saying, Tim? When you when you put your cursor yeah. or your focus into the, the box on your Apple TV, it comes up on my iPhone, I tap that, and then, yes, it, it'll say... If I've saved it already, it'll ask me, do you want to use this password for this? And I say yes, and just put my thumb down. too much work. No, I'm against it. No, see, all I had to do is save it once. How is that too much work? Forget it, Tim. No, it's too much work. Hang on a minute. Hang on. This this sounds like close to what I'm actually looking for here. I didn't know that was even an option. It's been around for a while. (laughs) It's it's been around for a couple of years now, Stephen. Well, I've never heard of it. Apple Keychain, when you save your passwords from apps or websites. I get that. I just didn't know it worked with Apple TV. Honestly, every single time I go to the Apple TV, I think, I hate this thing. Um, Because you got to, you know, type in passwords. It just irritates me. Or my favorite is, uh, you know, go to a web browser and you've got to input a code. Oh, get a code. I hate that. That's what you have... Oh, a wife who has sight around for that's 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 why oh, I, no. that's that's, uh, that's ableist because yeah, uh, uh, she me, does all that i think you'll find that my wife is visually impaired sean's <laughs> are you married yet sean have you no it's only been 30 years don't rush oh, me come on his partner <laughs> his, sick his of you by now anyway love his yeah i never know what to call her either <laughs> she's fantastic <sighs> all right uh, you so... marry her Wow, love it. Wow. Well, I tell you, I don't know what your couch feels like, but you're going to find out tonight Yikes. when you get yeah. a good sleep on it. Uh, I love outside. you, Sarah. Thank you. Oh, blimey, I'm in trouble. Sending her a message on Dice World right now. <laughs> We've got to talk about this Dice World. I want to get into this. I don't understand. I mean, is this as simple as I think it is? You're just rolling dice all day? Yes. Sort of, yes. Okay, yes. well, there's a little more strategy, but yes. Strategy? Okay, no. I don't believe a word of it. Well, not strategy. I mean, Sean just gets ridiculous scores but thank you thank you the blurred nerd if you want to play me on dice world the blurred nerd are you inviting people to play you on dice world i am yes i want to get to level whatever there is 999 i don't know it's ridiculous you see i'm still trying to find a bunch of partially sighted people to play with on uh, euro truck simulator you see that's what i want i want i want a, a team an army of visually impaired people driving trucks up the wrong side of a motorway in the game, let me just add. In the game, yes. <laughs> Not in real life. A convoy of blind drivers with their trucks, yeah. Okay. All wondering why all these lights are coming at them. Um, <laughs> Get <Going Nice>. away! <laughs> uh, anyway, look, today we wanted to talk about uh, 2021 because it's, I would say it's been a good year for tech, and it has. But I think if I'm honest, I'd say it's more of a year of bits, features, rather than actual new tech you know we haven't had a lot of new tech and i think a lot of and when i say that i mean lots of new innovative lots of updates and obviously we get the new iphones we get new android phones all that stuff but you know you you haven't had a huge big sea change in terms of tech and i think we would have by this point honestly i think we would have had it not been for the pandemic i think if the pandemic hadn't happened no, we would have had Apple Glass this year. That's why we didn't get Apple Glasses. No, no, no. no that still doesn't no. explain why Bose got rid of AR themselves. So, you know. Well, mm, yes. Actually, well, maybe there is a hardware thing then I could mention. Okay, you've given me an idea. 
Okay, maybe I've just stolen yours. I don't know. Um, <laughs> or if not, you're nice. thinking about it. Uh, but yeah, okay. Well, let's get into the year because I, it it wasn't. Um, I don't want to say it was, it was a terrible year, but it was a terrible year. Can't sing. Sorry, I'm not allowed to do that. Yeah, on the please internet, never do that money. again. <laughs> cost money on the internet. We'll get shut down. That's um, not the reason we're worried. But anyway, okay, continue. Um, I, I, I'm trying to think of my top. I'll give you my number one favorite thing um, that's happened this year. Technology-based, not new technology, but existing tech getting something which, frankly, for a long time has been necessary around 18 years to be precise, um, finally got uh, some accessibility added to it, and that is Sky Q here in the UK. Oh, so absolutely, yes. This is, big, frankly, I think one of the biggest news stories of the year uh, for blind people specifically. This is where Sky Q is, I don't know what the equivalent in America is, Tim, um, Burger TV or something. I, I don't know what the equivalent of hot dog TV, oh my. Uh, flag TV. I, I don't know what the equivalent is, right? But whatever it is, oh Trump TV, Stars and Stripes. No, stop it. Stars stop and Stripes it. channel. Um, whatever it is. Um, you know, whatever that, that TV, is it Dish, Comcast? Is, are these the kind of companies that, that I guess do TVs yes, over those, satellite? Those are satellite providers, yes. Okay, so... You get your satellite box, and actually, interestingly, Comcast, I think, was one of the first companies to actually do this in America. And that has trickled over <laughs> to us. That didn't work. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Um, came over from the States because Comcast is now a major player in the UK as well. Uh, we we are, I think Sky TV is partially owned. But I don't really understand how it all works, but I think it's owned by Comcast now. Oh, nobody cares. It's I know, fine. it's boring. But basically, yeah. the point is that the technology that was used to create the Comcast box to make the voice guidance happen, to uh, make it so that blind people could use the box, has come over here um, and is now available in the, the Sky Q. So we actually, you know, for people who are, I don't know if Comcast is a popular company in America or not, but I think they've clearly done a lot for blind people, Tim. I mean, you got it first. I mean, I don't know if you have Comcast, but I know that the box I, is I do not do. personally, but yeah, I mean, well, we get everything first because we're, we're testing it for you, as I always tell you. Guys. Yes, that's right. Um, so we're, we're working out the flaws. So you should be appreciative. Do we, 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 um, don't, we don't have to have Trump, do we? We're not getting him next, are we? He's not going to oh, become please. prime minister of our country, is he? <laughs> Please You've been beta him. testing him. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's we, exactly right. No, we get him. I think we should yeah, just delete that particular uh, prototype, if I'm honest. It's just not working out, really. Anyway, yes. Um, <laughs> so there are a couple of uh, boxes, satellite and cable boxes, that have uh, voice guidance. Uh, you're right, the Comcast uh, box does have that. Dish Network has it on their uh, highest uh, end I uh, can't think of what the name of that box is right now, but uh, it'll come to me. Oh, I read but this. Infinity, yeah, so, is it? So it's got a, yeah, that's right, Infinity, isn't it? The, 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 that's And that's the is one, it? I don't know, I'm just making words up. I You're have making no idea. up things now. No, not the Infinity. No, that's a whole totally different thing. No, okay. Dish, you, if you get one of their just regular entry-level boxes that does not have voice guidance for the blind, you have to actually get their highest-end box that you pay a lot of money That I did here, so that's yes. that's weird. Yeah, that's that's not nice because I don't have that box and I'm not paying 
the extra money for that box. Um, but yeah, we, we do have voice guidance in a couple different boxes and, and, and it actually isn't bad. Uh, you say that, you know, Comcast is popular over here. I'd say that, that it's common. I don't know the, how no, popular. No, I, I, I don't know if it's popular. That's what I'm asking you. I don't people, know. People, people are not people hate I mean, it, love it. I don't know. Well, generally the, the company, I think people aren't really thrilled with, but within the blind community, they're definitely appreciative of, uh, mm. of what they've been able to do. So what do you, because my take on American TV was I thought a lot of it was cable rather than satellite. Is that both. This is yeah, both. both. It's the same as here. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's both. I mean, you would think with a country that size, because that satellite would actually be easier in some regards, you know, than trying to put cable under but, the ground. But anyway, I don't know. Isn't it, isn't it all changing now? Because we also got recently the Sky Glass, didn't we? Which does away with the satellite dish totally. And it's just TV over the internet which I think a, a lot of it is going now. I don't know how, how that goes in America. Well, we even have that here with our, we have dish in our home and we've got the little, you know, satellite dish outside and we do get TV that way. But at the same time, we do actually plug in to the internet from our satellite box. And so we can get streaming that way and get updates that way, yeah. uh, updates to the guide and all that kind of thing. So it's a, it is a combination now of, of both. But this, so the sky I mean, well, let's start with SkyQ because obviously that's the, the big news. And the fact the voice guidance has come in is just amazing. And we're going to get some demos and stuff on the podcast when it comes along because I think this is brilliant. And for a lot of blind people who are wondering about getting SkyQ, um, you know, the, and, and to be very clear, it's SkyQ, not Sky Plus. Sky Plus is kind of old hat now. I don't think you could even buy Sky Plus if you wanted to. But that was the original um, hard drive recorder that you would yeah. get with your satellite box and that was the first and that's when you got like pause tv and i remember my mum saying to me at the time well i can't press pause on coronation street because if i do that then what will everyone else in the country do while i'm you know making a cup of tea <laughs> trying to explain to her that's not how live pause works uh you know it's just just for you it's just for you it's not the whole country's gonna say oh what's nancy up to now um you know here we go again so you know for that reason you know th that technology has, has moved on and sky plus has moved on and it's now become sky q it's kind of internet connected like you're saying tim this also allows for multiple boxes around the home all connected together uh, it kind of creates its own little mesh network as well so you can have mesh wi-fi if you have sky broadband for example you know the boxes act as repeaters for your network so you can get wi-fi in every room whatever the box is it's quite a cool system actually i like it um and what's brilliant is now with voice guidance, they've built that into the SkyQ box, but also in the little mini boxes as well around the home. So every box around the home can have voice guidance on it, should you choose, which is kind of cool, right? I mean, imagine you're in a home, say you're maybe a kid or, you know, young adult and you're staying with your parents. You're blind. The, your parents aren't. You can just walk in, pick up the remote and, and say, turn on voice guidance on the main box and it's there for you. They can just turn it back off when they're done with it they don't need it and you go into your room you've got it um i think that's really cool how they've done that and it works really really well it's needing some improvements it's not perfect there's a lot of third-party app issues like you often get with tv that seems to be an ongoing issue and i think that's the next big conversation around how do we get app manufacturers to develop and i don't know if maybe it's an apk or something that's required from the actual you know, provider like Sky in this case, who can sort of give something to the provider, the the app developer, to say, build this into your app and then our thing will work with it. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's a way that these apps can become self-voicing. Funnily enough, I know a lot of people criticize this, but, you know, the Amazon Prime app on Apple TV uh, has its own voice. 
So it disables voiceover essentially, and it just has its own um, version of, of screen reader in there. And some people really hate that, but I actually think there's something in this. And it only occurred to me recently that actually the fact they have this is interesting because if that was available on something like SkyQ, then that makes that app accessible on that platform. So I'm actually more for these self-voicing apps if that's the only way to do it. Yeah, Controversial? I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, no, I don't believe it is the only way to do it, though. I, I, I'm not entirely sure why Amazon are doing it that way. Um, uh, the pe people don't like it because it is incredibly slow. Yeah, that's right. The speech rate Can't is incredibly it. slow. I mean, there's no reason why a, a, a system screen reader shouldn't be able to, you know, it's just a case of making the, the elements on that app accessible. I, I don't understand why. Either that's a limitation of the system screen reader or uh, a limitation of the app. But, I mean, look, yeah, you're right in one sense. If it's the only way to do it, then we'll take it. But I, I'm not that... I don't know. It does. It's also that weird great. that it's on the Apple TV, right? Because it's got voiceover. Yeah, exactly you know, right. And it's not yeah. on other platforms. That's what kind of bemuses me about the whole thing. It's like, why would you? There was nothing wrong. There's absolutely nothing wrong with voiceover on the Apple TV. And you know, that voice is is. Well, you can choose your own voice. You can choose your own rate. You can choose everything. So once you've got it set up and you're happy with it, then it's fine. Um, so I don't know why you need a self-voicing app on that platform when on other platforms you don't have anything. So yeah. Yeah, maybe it's a testing thing, I don't know. Maybe they're, maybe they're still maybe working out the kinks on it. But you know, while they do, you know, some of us are just sitting here thinking, what am I paying for, right? Because yeah. you don't get that all-in-one-box solution yet. Um, you can't just have one system. Now, to look at Sky Glass, and actually, I should just say before that, it's not just on SkyQ, it's not just voice guidance. You've got high contrast. Um, there's no ability to change the text size. I think you can make it a little bit bigger, I think. Could be wrong on that. I think it might be maybe not the case, but you can certainly make high contrast. Um, you can obviously highlight programs that have got audio description. They come up in a different color, I think. Um, you can also have it beep. So if you go to a channel and there's audio description on that program, it will beep to tell you that it has got AD. So that's all something. That's quite good. Yeah, so there's, there's those little things that they've added on. Uh, but there's clearly, you know, other ways to go with this. And, uh, you know, Sky have committed to doing it. Some people say, I remember when it came out, people say, oh, it's taken 18 years. And it's like, yeah, well, at least it's here, right? It's better than nothing. <laughs> I was one of those people. How dare you? Well, yeah, it's a <laughs> disgrace for attitude, frankly. You know, I'm sorry, but I don't agree with that. I just think, you know, they've done it now. Let's, let's feedback They've, we've got their attention. So, you know, like I said in the last episode, and I think we went on about this plenty <laughs> about positive Some advocacy. Some of us did. Yeah, yes. okay, I might have done. Um, but yeah, I think it's good news. But yeah, in terms of Sky Glass, just quickly to say, so it doesn't have, if you're thinking about buying Sky Glass and you're blind, um, there is no accessibility on this at all. Or at least, no. uh, at least as far as I'm aware, certainly no voice guidance. That's disgusting again. That is terrible. Why not? Now, they may have the high contrast... They may have the other uh, audio description options. They will have AD, um, although I don't know because I haven't had a chance to look at this this TV and I haven't heard from anybody blind yet who's got one or even thought about buying one. But from my understanding, there's two problems, two main problems that I've found with this box. And one is pretty historical, and that is that there is no on-demand audio description on that on Sky TV network. So any show that comes on will not have audio description on demand. Yeah. Now, if that box, and or Sky Glass, which is not a box, it's all in one TV, if that's selling itself as essentially a move towards more on-demand-based content, 
you can still watch live TV if you want, but actually you're, you know, if you, instead of recording shows in quotes, you're just saving bookmarks to shows that you, your box will essentially go off and, you know, retrieve from the internet and bring down later. The problem there is you're not going to get any AD at all. So for example, I watch Coronation Street. My wife and I watch it for our sins every day or every, whenever it's on. And if I record that on Sky Glass, do I get the AD version when I play it back? Does it yeah. actually save the show to a box? That's important, yeah. Has or it got a does, it go off it? And, does it go yeah. off to ITV On Demand and, and download it? Yeah. Because if it well, does, we've got a problem. Yeah, but that's that's the next battlefield, though, isn't it? That's that's because uh, it's not just Sky that I, I can't think of a on-demand service unless no, you start exactly. looking looking at the apps like you know iPlayer. But that's not the same thing. I mean, well, they, they maybe just on BBC would make it more accessible. I, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. Conversely, yeah. that might work on those channels. But in addition to this, you don't have voice guidance now. Sky, we did. Uh, I, I do have some some little spies who tell me things. And um, one spy has told me that it will be something that's coming next year. So voice guidance and potentially, hopefully, maybe, audio description on demand next year as well. So Good. that's pretty big. And I think that's going to make a big difference. And that will make Sky Q or Sky Glass as well, because uh, you get the same problem in Sky Q. Um, the difference being on SkyQ, you're recording all your shows to hard drive. I, I, this is the problem with SkyGlass. I don't understand how it works. Do you, does it have a hard drive in it or is it just bookmarking and downloading a show from the web? Because it could do that. Yeah. That would Go probably make more one sense. And we'll find out. Okay, fine. All right, I'll do that. Thank you. Anyway, that, I, I, I find it all very interesting. I, I, how does, I mean, have you heard of this kind of thing, Tim? Because to me, this is quite revolutionary in the way they do it. I mean, there are big accessibility gaps, but, you know, essentially a TV which is all-encompassing with live TV and on-demand content from a number of different providers, and that's it. You just plug this thing into... There's no satellite dish required. You just plug it into the internet, and away it goes. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's I think, where everything is going towards, and that's something that we've been getting with third-party boxes. So, you know, an Amazon box, you know, like a Fire Stick or a Cube mm. or the Apple TV like you were talking about. And so to have it all in one box, I mean, that that's, or one television, I should say, that that's really the first one that I had ever heard of when, when you guys first, you know, mentioned this to me. But I think that that is something that is, is going to happen, I think, going forward because the cable and satellite providers could then just not have to send you a box. You know, that they don't have to worry about repairs of a box or servicing of a box, you know. Um, they could just have the television that, that you rent out. So that that could work, but there is that concern, like you said, of, okay, fine, we've got voice guidance for us, but what about the audio description? And as Sean was saying, at least up to now, outside of your obvious, you know, streaming networks, you know, your, your Netflixes, your Amazon Primes, et cetera, you know, you're not getting on-demand audio description, I don't think, from anybody. Uh, outside of those very specific streaming uh, services. So uh, that would be something that would be fantastic that I, I don't even know that we have anywhere here in the States uh, to get on-demand, you know, audio description after something has already run its, you know, its first run or live, you know, live uh, debut. So, you know, just a couple of things from the website here. This is, okay, let's move past the fact that the accessibility is challenging, right? If you've got low vision and you can use this, um, you can pay for it. Uh, and this is the interesting you know unlike a tv you can buy up front with sky glass they're doing it where you buy it in monthly payments you can also pay up front as well 
So if we say, we take the middle option, there's a 43-inch, a 55-inch, and a 65-inch. Sean, what one are we buying you? 65-inch. Why you even need this? It's ridiculous. Right, okay, so 65-inch, uh, pay up front, £1,049. Bargain. Which, to be honest, when you think about it, that's actually not too bad. Uh, but then when you look at the popular option, as they call it, £21 a month for 48 monthly payments. Now, you think, a TV like that, you're probably not going to be replacing very quickly. No. So that's not too bad. Um, it says that you get, um, you, or you need Sky Ultimate TV, which includes Netflix, for 20, £26 a month extra, which gives you Sky exclusive Sky Originals. Um, plus a range you won't find on Freeview. This is their words. Fast forward ads included free for 12 months. I have no idea what that means. Um, wow. You need to pay to fast forward through the adverts? Well, it says included free for 12 months, then £5 a month to keep or simply remove. I don't even oh, know what that means. I don't like honest. this. No, I don't like this. And if you if you stop subscribing to Sky, but if you actually bought the TV outright, does it have things like Freeview built in no. so you can use it? Well, what would be the yeah. point? I mean, it's a TV from Sky with their Yeah, but you're still buying it. You, you, I mean, it's not like you're getting it at a discount. They're giving you a, a way to pay it over the period, like a like you do for a, a smartphone. But, I mean, if you bought it outright, it's not like you're getting a discount on this thing. I, I don't understand the... Well, I mean, I get I get that, you know, obviously, you're buying a Sky TV with Sky inside it, and you've, you've got to pay to use the Sky. This is where we're at now, though. This is where we're at with everything. Everything is subscription-based, so they're getting you with these subscriptions. So, you yeah. know, we'll sell you, we'll sell you a TV. Sure, you can buy it up front or you can, you know, pay for it over months, whatever. But, you know, you still got to pay for the Sky bit in it. I mean, it's a bit like if you bought a, you know, a, a, well, you get don't get a Netflix box, but, you know, if you buy an Amazon Fire stick, I guess, you still got to, you don't have to, I guess, buy all the Amazon stuff, but, you know, to get the most out of it, it would be handy to have, right? Yeah. Um, that's the way it's going now. That's where it's all going. But yeah, the fast forward ads is quite interesting. I don't know how that works. But yeah, anyway, the point is it's not got accessibility in it, so I'm not buying it anytime soon. Yeah, forget soon. about it. Yeah, terrible until it's accessible. Once it's accessible, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm really keen to see how this goes. I, I am quite excited by this. Anyway, that's my, um, I think, the biggest, biggest tech news story. SkyQ getting voice guidance in 2021 was this is the first... You first company to do this comcast which um is the company behind it so you know obviously they're going to roll that in which is great and interestingly uh tim for you i did see this yesterday that just launched in the uk in november was peacock here in the uk we've now got peacock which is nbc universal's content and if you're a sky subscriber you get it for free which i guess is because it's all part of the same company right so um of course no audio description on anything Hilarious. Oh, well, no, that's a shame because Peacock here in the States has started to add audio description slowly, maybe not as fast as we want them to, but they have started that a little bit and the app is 95% accessible, I think. It's pretty close, um, but it's it's not my top go-to app right now, unfortunately, or at least not to utilize on my own because it's just not quite there and the audio description is not quite there actually to be honest hbo max has done a much much better job at making their app accessible and and adding audio description even on older titles and and older movies that they've had so um but yeah it's 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 nice that you guys have it i guess for now i'm (laughs) I'm checking to see if we can get the app hang on hang on hang on everyone hang on 
Because I'm, I'm wanting to know if we can get the Peacock app. Mm, no. No. Okay. <laughs> well, there's lots of things for Peacocks, but not not Peacock as in NBC. Careful. Okay. <laughs> no, there's none of that either. Um, <laughs> okay. So yeah, interesting, right? Uh, okay. What about you, Tim? What's what's been the big thing for you this year? You know what, there's been a lot of really good tech, but I'm going to kind of take this a different direction because, as you guys know, because you're not, unless it's, you know, Grand Theft Auto or Euro Truck, um, and Sean, <laughs> a little more than you, but I, I'm a gamer going way back. I, I love games. And when I discovered that I could still play games as a blind person, that was an awesome uh, discovery for me. So this year alone, and we've seen this kind of culminating to this point over the last couple of years where not just, you know, accessible, you know, TTS type games, but, you know, finally getting really good immersive audio experiences and, you know, role play games and things like that with sound effects and, you know, immersive stories and, you know, actual actors and, and things like that, giving us these, these really good uh, audio game experiences. And then we've also had a few mainstream games, companies like Rare, that have started to add accessibility to their games. So I wanted to just highlight a few games. Now, most of these you're going to find either on you know iOS or Android. A couple of them you can't actually get on PC or Mac. Um, so just go you know Google search them and, and you'll be able to, to get more information about that. But there are some really great games. So I've got a list of six of my favorites that came out just this year uh, to let people know about. Uh, the first one is Sortie Quest, which is basically just an RPG. It's a, it's an old fashioned role play game. Uh, you go out and, you know, gather materials and fight different monsters and bad things and go hunt dragons and gather things to make potions and all that kind of thing that you would do in an, any old fashioned RPG game. And the developer is fantastic. And he takes a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, input from the blind community. Uh, it is, you know, made accessible for us just in, in maybe in the last six months of the year uh didn't start off that way but he he's taken the feedback and really gone above and beyond to make it perfectly accessible uh using you know voiceover or uh, or I, I believe it's on android as well so even on talkback um so that's something that i i highly recommend another game and i know you guys have kind of looked at this a little bit uh, is a game called blind drive which has a really good story to it a lot of cursing so if people aren't uh, into some foul language that it may not be for them but it's a really really fun immersive game you basically have been kidnapped and uh you've you've got to figure out what's going on in in, in this driving uh simulation so there's that one and then i'll just kind of run through the rest of these real quick uh, there's one called Future Arena, which is another role play type game where you're fighting uh, other creatures and things, but it, it's a little bit more. Hmm, I, don't, I don't even know. Fighty, yes, very, very, yeah, very good. Not as much like the gathering and and finding and, and exploring that that Squirty Quest has, but it's very fighty. That's a that's a good word, I guess. Yes. Um, there is one that came out actually just around Halloween, right before Halloween, called Hell Hunter, which is actually from the people who made like the Inquisitor games going back these last many years. Uh, and it's basically your, I believe you actually are Van Helsing and going and hunting Dracula at his castle kind of situation, but you've got to go through the town and, and, uh, gather things and research and, 
Um, it, it's it's actually a lot of fun because it's kind of your choose your own adventure. You have to go and look around and find different you know things, and then go you know fight different monsters and find Dracula and all that. But there's there's an actual story to it. Um, so that one is very good. And it's very the 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 acting, the sound quality, the the you know, the music is all really really good. Um, there's another game that they actually make as well called Blind Quest. So it, again, same idea as the Inquisitor games, um, but you're you're just you know you're navigating to find the bad guys basically and uh, explore around everywhere. Uh, there's a game called Fury Driver, uh, which is kind of a, a misnomer because it's not a driving game per se like Blind Drive is. You're actually a police officer who is. Uh, on on the job for the day and you go to leave and there's a big explosion and you've got to kind of solve the mystery of what's going on but it's again another one of those where Some, something's blown up yeah something is blown up yes they are solved there you go yeah there you yeah. go well done you're, well done you're, steven well, you're so insightful you, you asked you asked but, what happened um, right i mean i've given you the information what more do you need from me well, yes yeah, it's, it's like it's like having Columbo oh. on the show. It is well done, Columbo. <laughs> um, but yeah, but there's there's again a whole storyline there with you know different you know the acting is really really good, the sound effects and and you know the music and all that. Um, so there there's you know several games here that I've just been very impressed with because their developers taking the time to actually script out games and hire actors and get music and sound effects and make it immersive and and make it enjoyable. It's not just text to speech telling you, you know, what what hand you have in a card game or something or you know just something very simple. It it's actual immersive you know interaction with games. And like I said, this is actually extended to mainstream games as well because I know Microsoft is working on this with their games as I mentioned Rare and then there are a couple other games uh, that I unfortunately haven't had a chance to play yet, but I think you guys have played a couple of the mainstream games or at least looked at them, right? That uh, that have included accessibility this year. Well, I mean, well, the obvious one is when you think about accessible games at the moment is Last of Us Part Two, but that was what twenty twenty exactly. that came out. Just yeah, at I, the end of twenty twenty, it was made accessible. Yeah, changed the the gaming world that though. It really did. Yeah, and it wasn't the, it wasn't the first game to implement some kind of accessibility in it, but it was the one that did really go further than most. And you know, it meant that. And I, actually, to be fair, even now I hear people say, "Yeah, you know, they could go further. It could it could go further." Uh, but you know, they have definitely added a lot to it. The game that I'm hearing people talk about at the moment, and I follow the magnificent Courtney Craven uh, from caniplaythat.com, one of the founders of it, and yeah. you know, they were talking about the fact that it, it's just an inc- this, this game has just been incredible, and it's Forza Horizon 5. Now, I've yep. never played this game, so I don't know much about it. Um, I tended to, I mean, uh, it's interesting. I always get into this weird conversation with people, especially you know, people are totally blind and they say, well, hang on a minute. If, you, if you've if you got no vision, how are you able to drive a truck around? And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I do have some vision, first off. Uh, but secondly, it's not enough to drive a, a car at 200 miles an hour in a straight line. Well, I can drive in a straight line. It's just, unfortunately, the road may not also be in a straight line and that's where the problems occur. Um, but, you know, a truck, it generally is quite slow. <laughs> so, you know, I can I can manage that, you know. It is when you're driving. It, it anyway. is when I'm driving, yeah. I, I t- and that's the thing. I, they've got a multiplayer mode on Euro Truck now, and everybody wants to go at, like, 80 miles an hour. Like, turn off that. that there's a thing you can turn off, some setting that makes it go, lets the truck go faster. Speed limiter, that's what I'm trying to say. 
Who'd have ever thought those were the words? And um, yeah, that that was, you know, you could turn that off and then suddenly the truck can do 80 miles an hour and you think, oh, wow, that's great. And I'm just like, no, 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 I want to be driving at like 30 to 40, uh, you know, being able to see things as they come up. I still drive through red lights, I'm sure, and all the rest of it. I don't care. Um, it's more just the, the experience of the driving I just enjoy. I mean, yes, there are a few bumps along the way, but it's not real, okay? It's not real. It's a game. It's all fine. But yeah, Forza Those Horizon bumps are Five. Humans. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Uh, that's not Grand Theft Auto, thank goodness. Um, but that's no, how you play that. Yeah. Well, that well, yeah, that's a different ball game. Driving up the uh, the. Well, let's not go there. But yeah, so um, when you're uh, when you when you get these games like Forza Horizon Five, you're driving much quicker. And yeah, for me, I tended to avoid all those games because just that was just too quick. I couldn't keep up with that. However. The accessibility they've put into this game seems to have gone even further than Last of Us Part 2 in that someone who's blind, totally blind, could probably drive this ga- the, uh, play this game. Um, uh, yeah, but th- that was the thing with The Last of Us 2 as well. You could play that game if you were totally blind as well. I think uh, there's a few caveats to that, though. I don't well, think it was perfect. There was audio- well, yeah, I mean, uh, what is perfect? I, I, you know what? I just think that when it comes to The Last of Us 2, it's almost... I equate it to when voiceover came to the iphone i think it it Mm. just showed you know what it is possible to make this slab of glass accessible and everyone sort of looked at that and went oh yeah you can and i think it's exactly the same when it comes to mainstream video console games i think people looked at that developers look at that and say ah okay that's how you do it you know because as as we mentioned before in the previous episode it's like you know you need to explain to people and you need to show people how you, how you can make your stuff accessible. And I think The Last of Us 2 was really important for that. It was really important for that. And like I said, other companies like Rare and even Microsoft have gotten on board with this. You know, Minecraft for a long time hasn't been that accessible. And just this year, they've been really working hard at imp- implementing kind of a self-voicing system, almost like narrator built in, you know, how they have it on the Xbox. And if you play it on the PC and Windows, uh, you know, mine, Minecraft itself is getting better with actually being able to not just read the dialogue boxes, but actually understand what's going on. There's a, a Minecraft Dungeons game that's sort of separate. And it's, I'm not going to say it's 100% accessible, but it's pretty darn close. So to have games like that, that you could sit down and play mainstream with anybody, whether they're you know blindsided or, or whatever, you are able to actually you know participate and play and and get feedback and know what's going on and that has really been i i think that's been a really big deal yes with you know with the games last year like i mean a couple of years ago a hero's call was a huge game because it was a game that they're they're working on i think they're still working on bringing out as a video game for consoles but they started it in its development as an audio game to get that first yeah. and do it right is and that make the story it- of my life tim you're talking about a hero's yes. call yeah yes. that's, that's a story like of your a life good title yeah Columbo the hero, yes. Um, but uh, but they did. They started the development as an audio game to make it for people that are blind and visually impaired and then are going on to making it a video game and making it visual. And that's, I mean, that's a totally, you know, big reversal from, from history. So just the fact that we're not just getting, you know, developers, private developers making these games accessible or even specifically for us, but yeah, to be able to play those games mainstream like Minecraft and these others, 
I, I just think that we're we're in a good place with that because I think going forward, as we'll we'll get to in future you know future episode, that might open up the door for other things with us for VR and AR and things like that where accessibility hopefully will will be baked in. And you know the other thing that about this podcast I'm quite excited about is we're not just going to talk about this stuff we're going to try it. So I mean I think we should get Forza Five and we should you know actually just you know do some gameplay on here and see how it goes on. PlayStation Five's all round. Hang on a minute. Is it, is that, well, it's right. on Xbox, is it not? So, all right, Xboxes all around. Right. Xboxes all okay, around. Fine. Thank we'll, you. We'll talk to Microsoft. They'll obviously ignore me, and then we'll just buy some. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we should. We should. We should do some gameplay on this because you know, I mean, we, we did it with. Well, we tried it with Blind Drive, and of course, the, the problem is sometimes as well. And this is the joy of the podcast, right? Because we obviously the podcast goes out whatever way we want it to. Um, it does depend how you choose to listen to it but you know we, we will put this out in stereo so if we're doing stuff like blind drive we can can bring it in in stereo for you to get the experience yeah um, but yeah that's interesting right sean anything from you from this year that stands out that makes you think hmm, 2021 was a good year or not i am going to be very uh uk specific here because it's a uk podcast think, well yeah exactly the, the rnib talking book service coming to the smart speaker yeah I Definitely. think was a was a big deal because uh, as someone who's I'm not hugely into audiobooks. I mean, you know, I have had a Audible subscription and I've got a few on there, but I don't know. I, I just find that if I start an audiobook, I can't stop listening to it until I've done it all. I'm, if it's about eighteen hours, that's it. You know, my week's gone. So I tend to, I moved away from audiobooks, but with the um, the talking book service skill, being able just to you know, quickly start an audiobook, listen to a chapter, and, you know, when I, I move away and I can stop it and I can pick it up in, you know, in here, in my shed, I can pick it up and start listening again. And it's that, it's that ability really easily to, to move from room to room. It made a difference. I, I'm not entirely sure why. You know, I can do the same thing with my iPhone, with the Audible app, and, and that works perfectly fine. But... There's something about just saying, you know what, I'm sat down on the set, I'm having a, a cup of tea, uh, I'll just start the book up quickly because I've got a smart speaker in every room. There's something about that, and I just find it, it works really well. And again, like everything I think we've talked about, there, there is some improvements that could be made. But the fact that we've got this service in such a accessible, and I mean that you know, in, in all ways, uh, format is fantastic and i found myself listening to more books and uh yeah it's great now i i know like there's other services that i hear about in other countries you know and um i don't know i think this is just a, a great way and I, i'm really i'm really happy actually that the rnib got to making this skill and i think they've done a really good job on it i think the one thing that really stood out for me when it came out was that it really, it wasn't so much about the ease of use of the skill, because of course it is very easy to use and it's great to use, but it actually showed, I think, the challenge that was involved in actually getting the books themselves from RNIB. Um, there were a couple of different ways you can do it. There still are. I think you can still order it on USB stick. Um, yeah. I don't know about Daisy CD. Maybe you can still order it on Daisy CD, but certainly on USB stick. Um, you can get it through the website, through the reading services website that RNIB has. Um, which, I mean, it's, it's a good website. It's fine. They've, they've fixed a lot of issues with it. There were a few issues at the start, but, you know, that it's been resolved. It's a good website. It's a good place to go. Um, it's a good place to go and look at all the different books that are available. Um, 
you know, but for someone like me, if I'm brutally honest, I'm the kind of person who wouldn't necessarily go there because I'm not really a book person, as you guys well know. Um, <laughs> I'm not a huge... It's just a too long. It's like, come on, I mean, it's like, this thing's like in 18, 20, 50 hours. I mean, like, I've got a yeah. life to lead and I'll never remember what happened when I leave off this book. <laughs> I mean, if, I, if, I, if a TV show doesn't start with previously on, I have no idea what's happening. Can no. I just spend the first 15 minutes going, what happened there? But who And who's this person? And yeah. what? I thought she was dead. And, you know, and it goes. And, you know, this is the kind of way it goes through the... And I, I don't enjoy the programme because I'm trying to work out what's going on. So, and a book is like that for me. If if every single audiobook could just start with previously on this audiobook, then I'd be like, this is great. I love it. Summarise the last 10 minutes for me, will you? Stick with Netflix. Yeah, I think, I, think I will, yeah. Best. But, um, but that's the point, right? So for someone like me, you know, if I am interested in a book, and with me, it's usually political books and stuff like that I'm quite interested in. I like to, it's more kind of less, less fiction, more um, political, um, that kind of stuff, factual. And if I'm looking for a specific book, I'll, I'll just ask, you know, I can, I can ask her or him now, actually, her or him, because uh, we now have that new voice. So yes. I, I can ask... Can I say it, Ziggy or Alexa? Yeah, those two <laughs> terrified to speak. Mr. Z or Lady A. Mr. Yeah. Z or Lady A. Um, yeah. Why? Yeah. Why not Sir A? That doesn't make sense. Sir Z. Sir Z? No, that sounds terrible. Uh, yeah, forget it. We'll, we'll workshop that one. Let's just go for Mr. Z. Um, wow. But yeah, <laughs> we we don't make it up as we go along. I promise you, this is well, this is all intentional. All of this is meant to happen. Well, the, the, the point is, I mean, because you do have the audible skill, yeah, that's right. Built yeah, in you pay for that to the Echo, but yeah, it's a paid service. This, this is a, and, a and to free, be fair, free yeah, this is free to people who are. They call it print disabled, which is a horrible phrase. Um, but you know, it's not just for blind people, right? This is for people who have, are uh, perhaps dyslexia as well, people who can't read print books. That is why yeah. they call it print disabled. Yeah, it's very much like Bard here in the US. That's right. Well, it is. I think it is, and I think there's there's a huge connection between the companies and and the charities around the world that provide these books for blind people. I mean, certainly more so now with the Marrakesh Treaty that allows more books to be available across borders than before. Whereas every individual country prior used to have to create their own version of the book now if a book is made in england that's good enough to be you know that's a good book well done then you know america doesn't have to go and redo it or you know another country doesn't have to go redo it that's right yeah. it can just yeah, be most provided the, yeah most of the books audiobooks that i found on bard here are now commercial audiobooks you know they're not the ones that they have to record in-house as that's much right. anymore they still have those of course but for the most part, they have partnerships with many, many different book companies where I find more often than not, it says right there, your commercial audio book edited, blah, 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 you know, for this purpose. And so it works out really well. So yeah, between Audible and Bard, I mean, for me here in the States, at least it's, it works out really, really well. That said the iron IB, you know, talking book skill, I have listened to it being used and, and actually it is available here in our, our skill store. I just oh, don't really? have a paid, I don't have a paid account to actually log in. Oh. So maybe I can talk to some people about that. Um, no, but, but no, it is not available. Any, not anymore, Tim. I don't, I don't know if you, don't know if you oh, have the news. That's but... right. You were sacked. I forgot you were sacked. <laughs> I'm no that's longer the rumor, there. Right? So yeah, I lost that connection. Sorry. Oh man. But no, but yeah. So I mean, it is, it is even available here if, if I had an account and I, I just think it's fantastic. And I think right now it's what, 30,000 plus books. So it's a brilliant a good, service. I mean, it's it really a good is. Start. Yeah. It's, a, it's a jewel in the crown service for RNIB without a shadow of a doubt. It's a brilliant service. And you know, they, they, I think it's so cool that they've got it. 
on the Echo. Um, that's the thing. I think when it when it finally came out, I mean, it was it was promised for for a long time. But yes, there was a lot of work went into that, and you know, I can, and I know because I was there during a lot of it, and you know, I, I love when people go on, you know, see these things on Twitter and these idiots that go on and say, "Yeah, you have not done this yet," and you're like, oh, "Shut up!" I mean, come on. Well, remember, it started. It started when R and I B was recalling or limiting some of the books that they lent out, right? And people were complaining, "Why is this happening?" What well, was happening? I think I might be right in saying because they're putting out this service. You know, they 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 were kind of changing the direction a little bit, but you know, people they've really improved. That. They've really improved, and even with the braille. I mean, now braille. I think from because it's been a while now. Obviously, two two weeks. Um, it's been an absolute <laughs> age since I was there. Uh, but you know, with the braille library as well, now they've changed things as well. So you now don't you know the the books that you get. Uh, it's a new style of book. It's much more recyclable, recyclable, recyclable. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That yeah. one, whatever that is. Um, Autocorrect it, will you? Um, <laughs> but you get it in like an A4 style, which is interesting. And, you know, I think the idea is that it's done in a way that you get less volumes, which is good. So the, the postman doesn't have to continually get a hernia operation, which yeah. is good news for everybody. Um, so, yeah, no, uh, just everybody wins. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, just under the weight of... Well, that's DPD, frankly, for us that do well, the heavy lifting on that one. Um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I think it's a brilliant skill. It's a good one to bring up, actually, because that is a really, um, that's a brilliant skill. Can I just talk briefly, just before we go, but one thing uh, that I, I think is a great feature of 2021, this came in on iOS 15. It is my favorite feature of iOS 15. It's not an accessibility feature. It's fairly clear it's born out of one or two. Uh, and that's what's interesting about accessibility, isn't it? And kind of just sums up this what this podcast is all about in that, you know, technology is for everybody, including the accessibility bits, right? It's not behind a locked door with a radar key. Um, this is for everybody. This, this bit's for everybody. The toilets are ours. You get out of our toilets. But, you know, you can play around with your accessibility settings on your phone. That's fine. We're cool with that. <laughs> um, but you know, the latest feature, one of the latest features that came out, much lauded, much talked about at the time, and is, is actually proving itself to be brilliant for me, is live text. Um, it's probably my favourite feature of iOS 15. I, I used it the other day. I had to um, apply for a new bus pass. In Scotland, you get a, a bus travel card, which everybody calls it a bus pass. It's actually a travel card for any mode of transport, including train, subway, um, bus, ferry. Yes, you can even get on the ferry with it. Here's my bus pass. And you get on the ferry. Um, hot air balloon. Horse. Hot air balloon, or, horse. Yeah, all that stuff. Well, caravan. Like, where I live. No caravans. No, why would you travel in a caravan? You do not travel inside a caravan when it's moving, priest. Have you <laughs> never <laughs> watched Top Gear? <laughs> never ends well. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they brought out this live text feature, and I had to um, basically get a new card and the problem is when you call them up they ask you what your card number is and of course it's tiny print on this little card so i thought i'll try live text go into the notes app and i was able to uh, scan the all the information that drops it straight into the notes app so basically you're in the uh your, your focus is actually on the note on you know the cursor's blinking away you're it's sitting there ready to insert text and you can either use your rotor to go to edit and then you can swipe down to select um, insert text from camera or you can just press and you know, double tap and hold on the screen to bring up the paste or uh, insert text from camera option. Either way you get to the same place a little viewfinder shows up and you just hold your camera over the text and on screen it's kind of cool. I mean I can't really see what it says obviously but I can see what it's doing in that the image 
kind of it's like a dark image of whatever you're looking at it's kind of darkened it and then it lights up when it detects the text just at that area which is kind of weird but cool and uh, you know you it then inserts the text directly into the note and then you just have a little insert button you double tap on and then you, you, your text is in there and, and that was it i instantly had access to all that information i needed i did it the other day i got my um my my letter through i've got it here actually the letter through for my booster jab uh for the the covid thing and um <laughs> covid thing the, the COVID like thing and you know again i wanted to read the letter i had to take a note of my reference number so i could just use live text to do that as well um it is a brilliant brilliant feature of ios 15 so if you haven't tried it you i i, I will say this i think there's a few things you could do to make it just a little bit better and in terms of insertion of text, knowing what you're inserting in, in terms of text with voiceover. Yeah. But it's it's very good. It's, it's accuracy. It's, it's actually incredible what it can pick up. And I, I did see someone the other day talking about it on Twitter, and they said that they were able to get information from their bank card with the embossed numbers on it when other apps couldn't even see it. Oh, that's interesting. Don't yeah. know how that's possible, right? You think the camera can surely see the same from every app, but I guess it's what it does with the data. It's the computational work that's going on, I guess, that makes it work, right? So, yeah, um, yeah, it, it seems to be able to read text pretty much from anything and from, like, serious distance as well. You know, it's not like it has to be right up against this thing. I mean, you can be pretty far away and it still picks up and reads it perfectly. So I, I think it's the best OCR we've got on our phones, to be honest. Wow. That's a, wow. That's a bold claim, that sir. That is a huge claim, yeah. I mean, to get me wrong, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I have I, this, this could be reading absolute garbage, but just making it into sense... Um, <laughs> Let's wait till you get your uh, puffs pass. <laughs> See. Yeah, that's right. Get a free horse uh, with it <laughs> yeah. because I've you know applied to the wrong company. Um, look, guys, we'll wrap it there because you know we we could talk all day on this. Frankly, there's so much from 2021. But to be honest, it was more of a year, if I'm honest, about um, I would say features uh, rather than big tech announcements. I think in 2022, which we're going to talk about in the next episode, I think we're going to see some really cool stuff. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And we'll also be talking in the fourth week of this month about the cool stuff we think is going to come beyond 2022. 2022. <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> that's the future beyond 2020, uh, So yeah, there we go. But thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for, uh, I was going to say tuning in. I've been on the radio too long. Yeah. You don't tune in on the internet, do you? Old habits. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for pressing a play button. Um <laughs> cool and uh, we'll catch you again for another podcast soon uh, right here on Blind Guy Talks Tech which officially launches on January 10th our five day week uh, one topic per day 15-20 minutes of your time is all we're asking for um, and you know we hope you subscribe tell everybody you know about Blind Guy Talks Tech it is going to be I think brilliant but then in fairness I would say that because my life depends on it <laughs> catch you next time guys <laughs>